You're locked in the press box. If the Kansas City Chiefs lose that game, well, how are we talking about the Travis Kelsey chest bump to Andy Reid? Well, we're talking about it a lot more. Right? Yeah. Um, he got a lot of grief on, on Twitter. I mean, he ran into he ran his into coach, coach and, and screaming screamed in his, in his face. face. Yeah. He should have gotten a yeah. lot of grief. Who the hell does that? And, like, they won the game. Kelsey had 93 receiving yards, right? Yeah. It's it's very easy for Andy Reid and everybody and else Andy to kind of laugh it off and right. say, ah, he wants to be in the game. He's a competitor. He right. can chest bump me as far as he wants, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, if they lose that, if they don't have any sort of turn in the second half, it's 10-3 to 3 at halftime and they end up losing, you know, 21-13 to, to 13 or, or something like that. And it's like the offense kind of sucks the whole time. Right. We're kind of looking around saying, what the hell's wrong there? Yeah. So it's easy to laugh it off when you win, but you lose the game and it's uh oh. And it became lost a, control. it became a joke to where it would have been a huge story if they lost. Yeah, probably people would've. would have been written writing stories about it. Yeah, because I mean, how many times does a guy bump his coach? We love to make and fun get of, away with it. Yeah, we <laughs> love to make fun of when the quarterbacks like slam the tablets down in frustration right. and stuff like that. That's not even a coach. That's just the damn tablets yeah. getting spiked into the ground. This is running into your actual coach there. So. Uh, that was one part of it. The other part, uh, Ed, one of the things we loved about the Super Bowl last year is that one of the touchdowns the Philadelphia, or excuse me, the Chiefs scored against Philadelphia, the one that gave them the lead in the fourth quarter, was on a play called Corn Dog. They ran the same play for the overtime game winning touchdown. The wide receiver comes in motion near the tight end, and then on the snap goes right back to where he came into the flats, catches, scores. They ran it last year with Kadarius Toney for a touchdown. They ran it this year with Nicole Hardman for the game-winning overtime And did touchdown. you see the quotes from Nicole Hardman? He said it was named Tom and Jerry. They changed the name of the play? He said that was Corn Dog. That was Corn Dog? But it's named Tom and Jerry. Yeah, so they changed the name to something else, yeah. but it was Corn Dog. It was the exact same play. What what are we doing playing defense in the NFL? Come yeah. on. They're going to run Corn Dog or Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Come on. They get they get inside the 10, they're running <laughs> Corn Dog or Tom and Jerry. You got to be ready for it. You got to be ready for Tom and Jerry or Corn Dog. Uh but I uh I love that Corn Dog is back. Is Tom and Jerry a better name? That's a good name for a play. Is Tom and Jerry a better play? A mm. name? I I think Corn Dog's going to be my favorite. I think based on who's calling the That's, play. Yes, yes. Then I think Corn Dog is a much better name yes. than Tom and Jerry. I agree. If Shanahan was calling it Tom and Jerry might be more might apt. Be, right, but Andy Reid <laughs> Corn Dog fits fits the mold. That's very good. All right. Something we haven't talked about uh a certain quarterback in this game and that's Brock Purdy. You think he was good? Bad? Indifferent? What did you think of his game? I thought he was okay. I thought he was okay. I don't think he was horrible by any means. I thought he I thought he made a lot of good throws. I mean, again, and you pointed out earlier in the show, a couple times on Kiki on key plays, they were let run free at him. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know who makes some of those throws. So, the two I think the two key plays in this game for San Francisco's offense versus Kansas City's defense were the third downs at the end of regulation and the third down in that overtime. He had a free rusher. And the one in the the one at the end of regulation, uh the Chiefs brought Trent McDuffie on a blitz. Uh San Francisco did not pick him up, but Brandon Ayuk should have been the hot receiver because he ran a slant right behind where McDuffie vacated and was why it would have been a first down. Was wide open for a first down. 
and Purdy threw it to another receiver and threw it at his feet, so wouldn't have been caught there. But it's tough because McDuffie's coming on a free blitz, but I do think a good chunk of quarterbacks make that throw to Ayuk because it's the Ayuk ran exactly into the spot where McDuffie vacated. Like if you recognize he's coming, you know that spot's open right. and Ayuk is there open. It's a first down. I do think a lot of quarterbacks make that throw, and if you convert that first down, you're likely winning that game if Jake Moody can make a field right. goal. The one in overtime, I think, is is not should not be as harsh on Purdy because somebody didn't block Chris, Chris Jones. Jones. It wasn't they did blitz on the play, but that's not a guy coming from the second level. That's the best pass rusher on the team, and they just did not block him. He came right up the middle and. He did miss an open receiver. Ayuk, again, was open. But he was open because the corner fell down, and Purdy's first read was to the right, and Ayuk was on the left side of the field, and Purdy basically had to throw to his first read because Chris Jones wasn't blocked. So that one, yes, technically he missed an open receiver, but that one I don't think you put a whole lot of blame on Purdy because, one, block Chris Jones. Two, he didn't have time to even get to a second read. read. The thing I think Purdy deserves the most criticism for, though, is his first half, and honestly into the third quarter too. If Brock Purdy had a good first half, that game is over at halftime. Well, they've got at least 17, if not yes. 24. That I mean, game yeah. is over at halftime yeah. if Brock Purdy has yeah. a good first half. If he if he puts together a good drive or two in the first half, and honestly, again, into the third quarter, because Kansas City down 10-3, their first score was another field goal. Right. It was 10-6. to If they put together a good couple of drives with good quarterback play because the running game wasn't very effective. Kansas City did a good job holding Can- or holding San Francisco to well under their average on the ground per carry. If Purdy is good in the first half, that game's over. They're up they're, they're up 17 to 3. They might be up 24 they might to, be six up 24 to six in the third quarter. Right. And as great as Mahomes is, yeah, it's too hard to come back. To, you know, right. Brady did 28 to 3, but I don't know if we're getting 24 to 6 right. a couple of years later. So that's, I think, the biggest criticism he deserves is that they could have put this game out of reach and they had so many punts. They had so many short drives where they couldn't move the ball, just gave it right back to Kansas City. And I think a be- better quarterback play in the first half wins the Super Bowl for San Francisco, which now brings you to this question. They made the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. They lost to Patrick Mahomes. A couple years later, they move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. And they go to Brock Purdy, and they go to the Super Bowl, and they lose to Pat Mahomes. I think it has more to do with Pat Mahomes than Garoppolo. I mean, yes, that's the key here. It does have a lot to do with Patrick Pat Mahomes. Mahomes. That is if that is the important someone part. else, then they might probably uh, – They might win the Super Bowl. They might win the Super Bowl, even with Brock Purdy. But do they end up doing the same thing to Purdy? Moving on from him? Yep. I don't think till after at least his rookie contract. Well, yeah, that I mean, yes, right. he's making seven dollars. Right, he's making less than like nil guys are making. Like Archie Manning is not going to play a snap for Texas, and he's going to make another million dollars right. as the backup quarterback in nil deals. Purdy's not making a million dollars, so yes, for seven hundred eighty thousand or whatever it is, he's great. There is no way they can pay him. Not yet. They cannot pay him unless he gets substantially better. And wins the Super Bowl. And I, No, no. Even if they win the Super Bowl next year. Like, if they get to the Super Bowl, play exactly how they just played, which is p- plausible. They have the exact same season, except they get to play the Bills in the Super Bowl. And they win. And Josh Allen throws a pick in overtime right, instead of a win. touchdown. Right? You can't pay Brock Purdy. 
the forty million a year. You, the only, I mean, if he's going to take twenty million a year, go for it. Right. But the only way you can pay Brock Purdy a big deal is if he becomes as good as Patrick Mahomes. Oof. Well, that's not happening, right? Because why are the Forty ers good? Because that entire roster is stacked. If your quarterback goes from making seven hundred eighty thousand to forty seven million, right. your roster is now going right. to suffer, and you're not winning anything. They can't. They can't do it. He's got to be as good as Mahomes. Otherwise, go draft another bum in the seventh round and send him out there. We just well, saw what Jimmy Garoppolo looked like this year with the Raiders. Maybe you'll take a Garoppolo contract. Right. Well, if he does, yeah. I mean, listen, if he's willing to pay for like $20 million, I okay, that's I, I'm on board with that, right? That's fine. But if he's going – and here's the thing. He's going to put up great numbers again next year. They're going to be 13-4 and four or whatever yeah. it is. I don't know if they're going to have playoff success, but they're going to have another good season. He's going to have good numbers. When he hits free agency, he's going to be commanding one of these top-of-the-market deals, and I just do not think you can pay him given the way the 49ers are because he's not the difference maker. He's not the reason you're going to win the Super Bowl. And once you pay him all the guys that are the reason, you start losing them. What, what about if he takes 35? That's a lot. Probably not. Because that's probably the ballpark he's actually looking at. I mean, technically in two years, with the way salaries go, 35 might actually be the new $20 million. It right. so, probably is. Probably so is. maybe, but based on like contracts now... I don't. I, I don't think you could do more than like twenty, like maybe twenty five. But it's just uh, and whatever. Maybe you can give them thirty five, and you move the cap hits around enough, and it it comes out to where it's more palatable. But it just seems this just seems so much like the perfect example of a team that should just move on from the guy after his rookie deal, find his replacement, even if his replacement is a little bit worse. You're still going to be really good. Another rookie deal. Yeah, I mean, draft a guy or you know, go 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 sign Jameis Winston. God, that'd be great. I would love that. Jameis Winston would throw for sixty touchdowns. <laughs> also, a uh, a little bit of breaking news from Ian Rappaport. Uh, the Saints have signed Clint Kubiak as their offensive coordinator. Oh, oh. took him twenty four hours. Yeah. Not even. Probably took him. Yeah. He probably had it done by midnight. Done, yeah. Walking off the field, like, oh, yeah. here we go. Uh, here's a fun tweet. Eric Winalda said to me, come on, why did Kelsey bump, uh, chest bump his coach? Don't do the hypothetical. What if they lost thing, please? He did it because he's an athlete who wants to win and did. Eric Winalda would have cut the first lights FC player that breathed on him. <laughs> if he got yelled at like that on the sideline would have sent that guy to a region where they don't even play soccer anymore. You kidding me? Hey, don't, don't, don't rip the Knights. They have one player. They they got two players now. They got I think. two. They traded for a guy. Oh, did they? Yeah. All right, they're making moves. They are. They did hire a president of uh, operations. Yeah. I think was the title. After they hired the head coach, they pulled a whole Mark Davis. Jose Bautista is like, I want to hire a GM first, and then doesn't hire a GM first. Hires, hires a coach, coach first, first, and then, and then hires. The uh, okay, what are we doing here? What's going on here? We got people owning teams that are like, I want to hire the GM first, and they don't do it. Yeah. What what's wrong here? Like, I, you can hire the coach first, but they keep saying they want to do the GM first, and they don't do it. It's great. So, there is your Brock Purdy breakdown. I wouldn't pay him. He's clearly a like he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. I'm not saying he's not, but if you're going to win the Super Bowl, I do not think you can do it when you pay him a big deal, and that's what the 49ers are going to have to decide. I think actually after this next season, they'll he'll be eligible for an extension. Right. They might not give it to him. They could wait another year, but that's the potential situation the 49ers will find themselves in and I don't know. We'll see what they do. I bet they end up paying him by the way. Oh, I think so, especially yeah. if he gets back to another Super Bowl. Yeah. 
even if they don't, even if they're, even NFC if they just have good regular seasons and right. they get upset in the right. divisional the round, I bet they still do because unless he's got bad, unless he has bad seasons, but right. he's probably going to put up similar I, numbers. It's impossible, I think, with those people around him that he has bad seasons. Yeah, I, I or, yeah. So I mean, he's the third most passing yards this year. Yeah. So they're. It's really hard to let a quarterback go who has that good of a season. Oh yeah. E- even if you know, even if you know. McCaffrey, Debo, Trent Williams, the offensive line, like those are the guys that are making it happen. Even if you know that, it's hard to give up on the quarterback because you can get worse. You absolutely can get worse than him. You can absolutely you can bring in a guy who doesn't work and all of a sudden you go from with all that talent around him. Yeah. But I think they're I think it would be worse to give him the big money. Because if you bring in a guy who doesn't work, yeah, you might lose a season, but you can you can move on. You can move guy. on from it. If he's not making very much money and there's not a huge dead cap hit. If you bring in if you give Purdy the big deal and he doesn't work. You lose Trent Williams or Debo or something, right. and now you go from thirteen and four to now you win eleven games right. and you're in a wild card game or something. Yeah, Purdy's got a dead cap hit of seven hundred and six million dollars because you gave him a guaranteed deal. That becomes hard to move on from. All right, coming up next, uh, this is not going to be a fun segment. It's Bischoff's Briefs, where Danny and I lost a bunch of money. It's Bischoff's Briefs, brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. Bischoff's Briefs. Speaking as an extremely clever person, I feel a bit personally attacked by the concept of an evil genius. Anti-intellectualism is rife in the world today, encouraged no small amount by a media concerned that their advertisers' claims that their breakfast cereal induces hallucinogenic bliss in woodland creatures might not hold up to rigorous academic study. Bischoff's Briefs. Well, let's see how far your f- street smarts and common sense get you when you need someone to figure out how to turn a city-sized plot of oceanic waste plastic into drinkable water and hospital-grade insulin. Bischoff's Briefs. Just because I'm smarter than everyone else doesn't mean I look down on people. Someone has to make my sandwiches. Just because I can envision a vastly more efficient society with myself as absolute dictator doesn't mean I want to go to that amount of trouble. Just because I ordered the installation of an oubliette in my basement doesn't mean I have sinister intentions for it. Bischoff's Briefs. So stop asking questions and get your jackhammer out. By the way, quick follow-up. Eric Winalda says that he did sign a guy from another, another team that spat at him. All right. So Before or after the signing? Would he be okay? It's <laughs> a good be, question. Good question. Would he, be, uh, <laughs> would he be okay with the guy running into him screaming at him? I don't know. He said, I've never been chest bumped. Uh, <laughs> so I guess we have yet to test that. Um, if you – all right. I'm trying to re- remember off the top of my head. If you spit at an opponent, and, like, we clearly see it on camera. Yes. You get suspended, or do they just fine you in, in most leagues? I think it's just an ejection and – uh, a fine. I okay. don't think it's actual suspension. Would you get in trouble if you spit at your own teammate or coach? Probably not. <laughs> That's an in-house. It's an in-house, in-house punishment. <laughs> okay. I was just trying. I couldn't remember off the top of my head what the usual punishment is when we see somebody spitting at an opponent because that has that has happened a I few mean, times. That's the ultimate disrespect. Yeah, where we see where they we get the slow mo replay and you can see the saliva flying through yeah. the air. Uh, it's like, oh, he spit at him. All right. Uh, Danny, I'm going to go first on this, okay. and then you can go. Uh, play some prop bets. If you listened to the show last week, Friday, during Bischoff's Briefs, I told you all the prop bets I was going to place. I had 17 of them. I won three. Oh, all right. Unbelievable disaster. I will give you the ones I won and first. let's go back and uh, remind everyone how much you spent. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get to the painful part. Um, the ones that I won, uh, scoreless quarter, 
first quarter was scoreless, uh, so that was helpful. I also had the total landing between 43 and 49. Uh, overtime saved me on that one, got us to 47. And I had the team with the most rushing yards would be Kansas City plus 20 and a half. They actually ran for 20 more yards than San Francisco, so that one cleared by 40 yards. That was an easy win. But that was it. Uh, if you listen on Friday, my whole idea was that the teams were going to have success running the ball in the first half because over the course of the season, San Francisco and Kansas City had bottom of the league uh, rush defenses by EPA in the first or second quarters and in total in the first halves. Here are some of the bets that I lost. Kansas City to score a touchdown in the second quarter. Kansas City to have a first half rushing touchdown. And Kansas City's first score to be a rushing touchdown. When Pacheco fumbled inside the 10, I could have hit all three of those if they had scored a rushing touchdown on that drive. If he, he There were two guys there, so it's not like he was going to score on that play, but they got inside the 10, and if they score a rushing touchdown, I hit all three of those. Um, I also lost San Francisco to have a first-half rushing touchdown. Jawan Jennings had just thrown it backwards instead of forwards. It would have been a rushing touchdown to McCaffrey, that bum. Uh, McCaffrey, longest run. I had over 18.5. It was 11. Fun fact, Mahomes had two over 18 and a half. I had first half to score more points in the second half. That wasn't close. Pacheco over 67 and a half. He's a bum. Rashi Rice over 68 and a half. He's a bum. I had a Justin Watson touchdown. He actually had 54 yards, so I don't think I can call him a bum because he actually had a couple of important catches, but still a bum. Brandon Ayuk touchdown. Purdy's a bum because he missed him. Uh, I bet Kansas City minus six and a half. That didn't happen. Uh, I did have some on McCaffrey to win MVP. Those two were never going to both hit, but I was hoping one of them would get there. And I had Mahomes under 36 and a half pass attempts. He went way over that thanks to overtime. He actually went over it on their final drive of the fourth quarter. But uh, that was not good. That was about as big of a disaster. Ed, to give you the numbers, I bet 500 total dollars. I will collect $208.20. So I lost $291.80 okay. on prop bets. Not it's great. It's a tough night. It's a tough night. Not great. Not at all. How'd you do, Danny? Danny? Uh, just as Wait, bad. Before we get to the bad part, you did hit on your bet to get a punt downed inside the Was I it inside did. the five? Inside the five. Yeah. I think it downed at the two or three. Two yard line. Yeah, Chris Conley caught it at the two. It was fantastic. I thought he was going to bobble it into the end zone, and you would have you gotten a touchback on that one, right? Yes. Yes. You Which had would both have paid out covered. more. Oh, you needed the touchback more than the down yeah. inside. Really? Yeah. The touchback pays out more than down inside the five? Because I had punter specific. Oh, which punter? Ah, I yeah. see. Okay. All right. So good job on down inside the five. Yeah. What'd you lose uh, at like me? Uh, <laughs> what didn't I lose? <laughs> I won six bets, and two of them were Chiefs plus points. Okay. okay. So I won four of my 26 prop bets. Woo! Yeah. But luckily, they were all plus money, so they helped recoup the ones that I lost. But Wait, all 26 were plus money? No, no, no. The ones that oh, I won. Oh, sorry. Okay, the ones that you won were plus yeah. money. So God, that's actually impressive. Every, you lost every minus bet well, you made. Actually, looking at it, Almost every almost every prop I played was plus money. There's only about maybe four that weren't. Okay, so so the ones Tyler that lost. I did win, uh, obviously Chiefs plus two, Chiefs plus two and a half. Uh, the punt downed inside the five. 
Uh, over two and a half players with a pass attempt. Oh, yes. You got that one. Oh, okay. I got that. I was pretty proud at that one. Um, wait, did I? Uh-oh. He's finding oh, out no. things he oh, bet no. as he looks oh, at no. his phone. Remember how I told you I messed up my bets? Oh, boy. You do Apparently, this Apparently, I bet the over two and a half pass attempt people twice. Good for you, Danny. So, Good hit that for one you. twice. That Good was job. great. Uh, and then over one and a half successful fourth down conversions. Each team got one. So I got two of them. All right. What'd you lose? Neither team went for a two-point conversion. That's true. That didn't happen. Uh, I lost all of my touchdown props. Yeah. Because we had Mecole Hardman. Yes. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling. The guy who (laughs) ran backwards later in the game (laughs) to score a touchdown. Who... McCaffrey scored one, so I'm guessing a lot of people had that. Yeah, he was... But that was the only uh, notable player to score a touchdown. Yeah, because I can't remember who had... Oh, Jawan Jennings caught a... Yeah, he caught one. Threw one and caught one. By the way, he's only the second player to ever throw and catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He's the first player to ever lose while doing that, too. Bum. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, yeah, I... I can't believe I didn't hit a single touchdown person. I mean, technically, I got Christian McCaffrey, but it was in a parlay. How many touchdowns bets did you make? Uh, four. Okay. Uh, so did you like lose as much as Tyler overall? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I only – because some of mine were $5, some of them were $10. So okay. it it depends. I'd have to do the math, but I did not lose $300. All of, all of mine. I hit $291.80. Get it right, Danny. We round up. $291.80. No, you can't tell me to shop the lines and then round up from 291 yeah, to $300. Shop the lines. Yeah, no, you can't be like, oh, there's a difference oh, between speaking of, t- minus I'll 110 a, and minus 120. I'll give you a perfect example. I got over 11.5 Brock Purdy rush yards. He finished at 12. His closing line was you twelve didn't even and a tell half. Us about that one. Yeah, what do you no, mean? I'm just saying it right now. <laughs> so but you got it. <laughs> I got it, but a lot of people didn't because he took the kneel down at the end of the fourth quarter. They lost it on that kneel down because that counts as a rush. Yeah. By the way, hand the ball off. What if McCaffrey breaks one? And what if he fumbles and it gets returned? He he already got his fumble out of the way. He lost a fumble on one point one percent of his carries. Not happening again. Statistical oddity. Not happening again. If if McCaffrey fumbles, you lose the game. That's just it. You lose. That's it. If he fumbles, you lose. I'm willing to take that bet. Give it to McCaffrey, and we and he fumbles, we lose. I'm taking and, that bet. And what happens if he takes a hit to the knee and just tears up his knee? Oh, that's fine. We'll give it to Elijah Mitchell. That guy averaged more yards per carry on his two whopping he carries last night. He did have pretty night. good. He was better than McCaffrey. Give it to him. Wasn't we, his prop over? Who, Elijah Mitchell? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He only His prop was like four and a half yards. Yeah. His first carry went for like he, 12. I think, he runs a lot in from inside the five. Yeah. I think the prop I saw at South Point was Elijah Mitchell carries one and a half. Right. Right. <laughs> and then same with uh, Kyle Juszczyk. His reception, his reception, prop, his was reception prop was half. So right. he just had to catch one. And right. his yards was four and a half. He got like 25. Right. I... The the Elijah Mitchell one, I kind of thought about betting on him to have two carries in the game, and my thought was because I remember the NFC Championship game, McCaffrey took himself out of the game. There he was, did last night too. And I saw I, him, uh, you know, in tap overtime, his, tap his chest. He did overtime. it in overtime, yeah, exactly. And but my thought was, I'm like, McCaffrey's not going to take himself out of the Super Bowl. Like I was like, they don't take him out. 
They only he Mitchell only gets carries when McCaffrey, McCaffrey says wants out. I I'm need tired. A, I need a, I need a rest. And he did it twice last night. And he did it in overtime. Right. When he was bent backwards, I thought he had a problem with his knee because oh, he that left for a little bit. Yeah, that was a little scary. Lower body. But injury. one thing we haven't talked about: Fred Warner's injury. Oh, right running on. onto the field, slips and falls. No, and, Drake Greenlaw. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Greenlaw. Running onto the field, slips and falls, and tears his ACL. And didn't even, like... Or, I'm sorry, his Achilles. Yeah, just, like, planted his foot back to right. run, and it just... Snapped. Yeah. Popped. Whew. That oh, Yeah, that's that brutal. sucks to end your season that way, just not even in play, just running right. onto the field. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one. Uh, it's a little, little worse than losing $291.80. A little bit worse. A little bit worse. Uh, very painful. In Almost fact, three bills. Yeah, be fine. That's right. Make it back on baseball season, Tyler. No. Actually, you got you got the UFL coming up six weeks. Danny, okay, oh, all right, we're going to break. March Shut 30th. up! Shut up, Danny. March thirtieth. Kickoff. This has been Bischoff's briefs, brought to you by Paul Pata Law. It's not about the injury; it's about the recovery. You're on the elevator up to the press box with Grainy and Bischoff. In the press box, and we can complain about Allegiant Stadium acoustics some more. I genuinely had no idea what Travis Kelsey was saying when he was on stage. Really? I did not know he was singing. I heard him more than I heard Usher. (laughs) (laughs) So Travis Kelsey should have done the halftime show just because we would have been able to say. I I think it was Mick Akers tweeted out that he was singing Viva Las Vegas. Yeah. I did not know until I read Mick. I could not understand what he was yelling. You that, could, you that, knew oh, was, yeah. I knew the whole time, yeah. Didn't have a clue. I was, And Andy Reid got up there and said something, and I was like, I don't know what he's saying. He was kind of mumble. He mumbles a little right. bit, so that might have just been Andy Reid mumbling. I did I did get, uh, what did he yell? How about them Chiefs or whatever the hell it was? Andy Reid? Yeah. Yeah, he does yell that all the time. So, uh, And the fans respond with Chiefs afterwards. So I did understand him a little bit, I guess, but – I. Kelsey was up there. I was like, this guy could be speaking Spanish for all I know. Mahomes, the Chiefs yeah. are never underdogs. I did understand that though. You Mah- does that? Mahomes enunciate better than those other two? Is that what I'm? Is that what I'm finding out here? Or am I just deaf? No, I heard. I heard Viva Las Vegas okay. a lot better than Usher. All right. I know I'm not the deafest at the station because I don't have to have my headset all the way up like Cofield does, um, and whoever the hell else is in here because sometimes we got two headsets that are turned all the way up and deafening us. Um, all right. How bad was this week for the Raiders? Oh, this is brutal. So, Chiefs used their facility. Their practice facility. Their locker room. Chiefs used their locker room. And not only did they use their locker room, Raiders fans spent an entire day yelling that it wasn't the locker room. Which it was. Two days. <laughs> Two days. <laughs> and Jermaine Illuminor doesn't know which locker room yeah. he goes into. He doesn't know which Stadium. another side of it, the front the front door. And spurs on the fans. Um, and we even had media going up to the locker room and say, this isn't the Raiders locker room with the big Raiders logo outside of it. Uh, not great. Uh, the Chiefs then win the Super Bowl in Allegiant Stadium, the first Super Bowl here, also the first playoff game here. The Chiefs now have more wins. Uh, in the playoffs in Vegas than the Raiders do. Uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes also, shout out to Josh Dubow for this stat, they have more wins in Allegiant Stadium than any other coach-quarterback combo. Yeah, Gruden, Carr, Carr, McDaniels, Carr, McDaniels, Garoppolo, Pierce O'Connell, and Pierce Pierce O'Connell. Yeah. Um, So uh, they uh, win a lot here. Fun. Actually, both teams were undefeated in Allegiant Stadium going into that game. 
Niners have only played here once, but neither team had lost in the stadium. Uh, and so now they have a Super Bowl win here. And then after the game, the Kansas City Chiefs uh, had victory cigars in the oh, locker room. Ouch. Which I will say this. I assume they would have done that even if they had won the Super Bowl in yes. New Orleans. Oh, yeah. yeah they would have had the, the champagne. Bowl. They would have had the cigars. Right. They would have been spraying the champagne. They would have done but all that stuff. it is funny that the Raiders celebrate their Week 9 win over the Giants right. with, with victory cigars. cigars, and then the Chiefs celebrate the Super Bowl with cigars in the same locker room. No mini-hoop, though, right? I did not see when I was in there for the Goodell Press Conference looking around. I just saw a bunch of plastered-up KC logos, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but no, I did not see a mini hoop. No mini Saw hoops. the cigars last night. And then Justin Reed, chief safety, called it Arrowhead West. Well, they're 5 0. Yeah, he's never lost wrong. here. <laughs> no, he's not wrong. <laughs> they never lost here. And, and by the way, he called it Arrowhead West, like casually. He wasn't like, this is Arrowhead West. He was just talking about their playoff run and was like, we went to Baltimore and then we come here to Arrowhead West and like he just right, cat like right casually said which it, like makes it was not which makes me think they call it that right. regularly right. amongst themselves. We're oh like, yeah, oh, we're going to Arrowhead yes. West this week. Yes, because he just kind of dropped it in there like it was nothing. So they were running around calling this Arrowhead West. They come in, take over their facility and their locker room. They win the Super Bowl here. Not a good, not a good week for the Raiders. No, not at all. So I okay, I got two questions. or their fans. I got two questions for you. I'll I'll, I'll make this one question. I I got a better way to phrase it here. Roger Goodell this morning press conference said they're looking at coming back to Vegas. Yes, it's obvious they're going to come yeah, back they're here. Be in the rotation. We'll probably be here. They'll probably be every five, six, seven right. years, whatever that ends up being. Who wins the next playoff game? In Allegiant Stadium first, the Chiefs or the Raiders? So you're saying the Chiefs' next Super Bowl here? Will the Chiefs basically win the Super Bowl here, or they or could they technically could beat technically the Raiders beat if the Raiders, Raiders win the, playoff the division? Game. Or the Raiders? Okay. I, I know. I'm just saying the there Raiders is another host. way. There's another way there other than the Super Bowl. There is another way, Danny. But yes, <laughs> could, you're right. Do they win the could next be in the Super AFC Bowl championship. here? Do they win the next Super Bowl here before the Raiders? win a home playoff game and to have a home playoff game they have to win the division or be a wild card team that makes it to the AFC title game while another worse wild card team also makes right, it also makes it very unlikely so technically do they win the division and win a home playoff game before Mahomes comes back and wins a Super Bowl here knowing that it'll be like six years before they come back I wanna, Let's say five. I want to give faith to the Raiders and say they can do it, but with what we've seen in the last 20 years, Patrick Mahomes might win two more Super Bowls <laughs> in this stadium before they do it. Like, it's very the, – the odds of the Chiefs winning the next Super Bowl in Vegas are, or gonna, are, game. are extremely low. Just, right, just Super right. Bowl. I mean, extremely yeah, exactly, low. Yeah, exactly. The, the odds of them just making it to the just Super Bowl that year yeah, exactly. are extremely low. But is it higher than the Raiders winning a home playoff game while Mahomes is in their division? They, they're they going to have to um, beat Mahomes in the regular season. Not just beat him, but have a better record than him in the regular season just to get a chance at hosting one. Probably not because what you just said. It's so hard to get to the Super Bowl. 
You'd have to do it in the given year. Right. You'd have to do it in, in the Allegiant Stadium year. He could go the next three or four and, and not miss make one. It, and yeah. miss the fifth year. So I'll probably give, and it's more so for that reason than the Raiders, <laughs> but I'll give the Raiders a slight edge because, in this situation. Uh, honestly, what are the odds the Raiders win the division in the next five years? Not good with Harbaugh going to yeah. L.A. Like Because that's that's the thing. Even if. Mahomes gets hurt and the Chiefs have a bad year. Are they better than the Chargers? You still have Harbaugh and Herbert. Hell, are they better than the Broncos? Right. I know they beat the Broncos every time they play them. They're kind of like UNLV in New, New Mexico. Mexico. But like, if we're going in the next year, who's going to have a higher win total? Right. I know we don't know who either team's quarterback is, but we're going in the next year. Broncos and Raiders are going to be on basically the same level. So even if Mahomes gets injured out for the year, Chiefs win six games, are they better than the Chargers? Right. Are they better than the Broncos? Not Maybe. necessarily. They might, but even if Mahomes is out, it's still a 33% chance you could win the division. Right. Hell, even if Mahomes is out, are they better than the Chiefs? Well, probably. <laughs> are they? Probably. That goes back to like the Raiders, who's the quarterback. Yeah. So, uh, Blaine Gabbard, right? He's the backup. Yeah. He's better than, Jimmy, uh, than Aiden O'Connell. It's not going to be Aiden O'Connell. It could be Aiden O'Connell. Are they getting the quarterback from it? going to be J.J. McCarthy. I think I'm taking oh. Gabbard over McCarthy. Oh. See? Your, your physical pain just saying J.J. McCarthy, McCarthy out loud. Not so it's, it should be the Raiders winning a playoff game yes. next year before the yes. Chiefs. But yeah, I don't it know should if it's be. happening. I don't know if it's happening. Do they win a home? I, we should, I should look this up. How many home playoff wins did any of the AFC East teams have while Brady was a Patriot? I don't Sanchez, think the, the Jets went to the AFC title game. Were they division winners that year? I don't know off the top of my head. I know the year Brady got hurt and Castle had him at 11-5. and five. They missed the playoffs entirely. So they somebody else had to have a home playoff game that year for Buffalo or for the AFC East. But I'm guessing it's, it's for that 20 years, under five home playoff right. games for the Dolphins, Bills, and Jets. Right, over Brady. Yeah. Um, looking, just doing a quick search, 2008 Dolphins – they won the division, but they tied at the top with the Patriots, so the Dolphins got a home. So they ha- so the Dolphins had to have had one there. Yeah. Somebody had it the year Castle was the quarterback and Brady got hurt, and I'm just going to assume the Jets had at least one or two when they went to back-to-back well, they went to back-to-back AFC, AFC, AFC title games. I mean, yeah. you could do it as a wild, wild card, card both, both years, years but... but I'm guessing they had at least one. Yeah. Do you remember what years those were? Uh, 10, 11, 11, 12. Look it up during the break because we got tickets to give away. If you want to go see Ray Romano live in Las Vegas, you'll be here in April, April 12th and 13th at the Summit Showroom at the Venetian. We've got a pair of tickets for you. 702-364-1100. That is the phone number. Call in now. Two tickets to see Ray Romano in April at the Venetian. 702 702- 364-1100 is the phone number. Caller number 9 at 702-364-1100. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios, this is the Press Box with Granny and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, I got a complaint. I know it's a shocker to everybody. I'm going to start this, though, by saying uh, NFL overall phenomenal job for the media. I don't. I I have one complaint of the entire week. From I know Radio it's coming because I saw. Yeah, I've got one. Complaint. Oh, Radio Row. I thought you meant no. I, press I mean, box I mean the night. whole week. Yeah, but my complaint is coming from the press box. But I mean the entire week from Radio Row to I, I spectacular. They would get an A if I'm doing grades for you here. All right, 
One complaint, though. The Super Bowl is sponsored by Pepsi. Right. Inside Allegiant Stadium in the press box, they have fountain. Uh, a fountain, soda fountain, that is Coke, Coke products. Last night, that was shut off. Couldn't use the soda fountain because, whatever, it's Coke, and they're going to force the media to drink the corporate sponsor, Pepsi. So they brought in little uh, refrigerators where you could grab soda or water out of it and stuff like that. And so there was water, there was Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, and there was Starry, which is their, I think it was 7-Up or Sprite or something. Yeah, it's their version of Sprite. Yeah. So, okay, whatever. That's fine. Um, They ran out of Pepsi by halftime. They ran out of Diet Pepsi before that. What the hell is going on here? You cannot I'll be... I'll tell you what, though. If this is your one complaint for I, the week... I know. I told you. It was great. It's a great week. It was great. It was phenomenal. Great How was the food? It was fine. It's good. It's fine. Oh, like, well, if that's the reaction, then No, that's, it's fine. It's it like fine. a C. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was a C. I, I had a hot we're, dog wrapped we're, in bacon. We're, we're there to work. Yeah. I mean, it's free we're food. We're there to work. I wasn't expecting anything great. It was a hot dog wrapped in bacon that was free, and I had uh, a breakfast burrito. Uh, and then later I had a little peach cobbler thing that could have been better. Oh, you know what's good? And these are at Raiders games, uh, and sometimes UNLV, if they're feeling nice, the cookies. They have, like, the softest cookies I've ever had in my life. If they're feeling nice. They're so, UNLV sometimes doesn't really, you know, there's like, hey, we got four cookies left over from last Raiders game. Um, but the cookies are unbelievably good at these at Allegiant Stadium. I don't know who makes the cookies in their catering department. Phenomenal job. Did have one of those. Um, yeah, food was fine, but it's free food. I'm on board for free food. It could be slightly bad, and I'd still be okay with it. But don't take away the soda fountain because of some corporate sponsor and run out of the corporate sponsor soda. Are we surprised this is what he's talking about? What no. are we doing no, here? No, not not at surprised all. at all. What are we doing? The soda fountain in the press box, the best part of the stadium. You but went I- to the Super Bowl. You had a front row seat. I... And I and didn't this, complain until nine fifty four. I mean, that's oh, and today, yes, that's, that's okay. pretty good for Tyler. Right. That is true. That Norm- is true. normally surprised the, we didn't open the show. Right. Normally, this. the first complaint is seven oh four. I'm just saying. I I know. I started off this segment even saying it was great, but you can't be like corporate sponsor. Can't use the soda fountain, and then oh, sorry, we ran out of Pepsi. Yeah, that have that some is water kind of for yourself. I did. I had lots of water. I was there for ten hours. Yeah. Was there forever. It's kind of a bad load. I did. I drank lots of water because they ran out of Pepsi. <laughs> I you tried didn't drink one of those. Starry? I tried one. I was like, yeah, this kind of sucks. I don't like Starry. I don't know what's going on there. I don't like Seven Up or Sprite either. So I knew I wasn't going to like it. But they ran out of Pepsi, and I was a little tired. Needed a jolt. Yes. I don't like coffee. Also, the line for coffee way too long. Oh, well, it's all the people who needed soda and they yeah. were out, yeah. so they had to get coffee. So it's great. I, 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 one complaint. That's it. That's all I got for you. For well, you to have you one have complaint two. over a year. What was my second one? The sound. Oh, well, that's a Legion Stadium. Yeah. That's ongoing. Oh, okay, so this is just Super Bowl This is just like NFL, what the okay. NFL came in and okay. did. That's just the Legion's got a For an entire week for you to have one complaint, it must have been one yeah. of the best weeks I, ever. Traffic wasn't even bad. No, it this wasn't. Enti- and I know I went in early because I do a morning show, but traffic, for me, I didn't experience it. Like The only time I experienced it was on the media shuttle leaving the game to get back to Mandalay Bay for, like, one block. It was pretty brutal for that one block. But I I didn't even run into, like, I didn't even comp- have traffic to complain about. I got home and to everything easy. Even leaving Radio Row, it wasn't, like, yeah. there was traffic coming in, obviously, but going out, it was easy. I 
I have oh, yeah, on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah. From a media perspective, basically no. Like the only other thing I'd complain about is Radio Row. The setup for where you had to go through security was kind of a pain because oh, you had yeah. to double back after you got your credentials. <laughs> You're adding things now. But I. You're adding things from the Pepsi. No, I'm You're good. adding things. Just the Pepsi. My the my Pepsi. two complaints were the uh, shutting down of the walkway and just that whole credential nonsense. What walkway? What like, are you talking about? Uh, the convention parking garage. Because you guys know how I was parking there for the first couple days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. right next to the fan experience. And once the fan experience opens, they shut down that whole hallway uh, to allow fans to walk into the doors so nobody can use the the parking garage over there. Be so happy. To, you got to cover the Super Bowl. I know. I am. That's why I said those are my only two. Danny didn't even get to cover the Super Bowl. He was just at Radio Row. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I, I got to walk around and meet famous people. Yeah. No, my, my favorite part about last night is that my seat for the Super Bowl is better than my seat for UNLV football games. Will you make that apparent <laughs> in the UNLV football season? No, no, because I like my seat for UNLV football. What are so, you, third row? Yeah, so the way UNLV football sets it up is they basically do print media on the first row, TV media on the second row, radio media on the third row. I'm fine with it. I don't want to move because I'm like – the only person that's ever on my row there's nobody close to me it's great i don't want to be next to you people i'm gonna start coming to every game now yeah, get out of here <laughs> sit, sit next to get him. out of here i'm gonna you're gonna get kicked out mark if you're listening i uh, know to ban danny put put me right next to tyler ban danny but no i like my third row seat because there's nobody near me which is great i don't want to we can spread out there's not that many people for you know football games i don't want to be that close to you so, but for the Super Bowl, yeah, I'll take the front row seat, of course. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. That I thought was funny. We're going to let Wally to know about this. Don't move me. <laughs> to get you down the I'll just row. sit it. There's nobody in there. I'm just going to go sit there anyway. Even if and they put I, me, I'm just going to go sit there. And we'll have, we'll have an usher or somebody. The only time they enforce it, they're going to be like, sorry, oh, yes, yeah. you can't sit in this seat where that's there's nobody around. They won't even be able to find me. There's nobody shot. there. What a great event it was. Unbelievable. Great event.